Hey, screensavers, Michael, Matt, and Tyler here coming at you with a bonus episode about the new movie Prey, which is the fifth entry in the Predator world in addition to the Predator v. Alien movies. Uh, this is available on Hulu, takes place in the 18th century northern Great Plains. It's about Naru, who is a young Comanche woman looking to prove herself as a hunter. After she notices some mysterious tracks in the wilderness, she and her fellow young hunters must fight a predator. This is directed by Dan Trachtenberg, uh, who had proved previously that he can make a sequel that does not rely on its original at all and is its own thing with 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is a great movie. It was written by Patrick Azon. Matt, what are your thoughts on Prey? I gotta say, I really liked it. I I, I, I feel like it a movie, a Predator sequel dropping exclusively on Hulu had no business being as good as it was. And it was fantastic. I I was, I have to. It did take a minute for me to get into it, but once I was into it, I was fully invested. And um, I thought the while the pacing was a bit more thriller than horror, I feel like most of the predator shots were still pretty intense and gruesome, which I appreciated. Um, Amber Mid Thunder as Naru was an absolute standout, and um. I really feel like, even though this, I feel like this could have been released theatrically, although like you can tell the budget was more, an almost like a TV movie level budget, but it does a lot with it nonetheless. I feel like. Yeah, I thought it was fine. One thing that really stood out to me was that in a lot of movies that heavily employ CGI, the animals look really bad, but I thought the animals looked pretty good in this one, with with one exception. Um, which which I'll talk about later, but still wasn't a big deal. Tyler, what did you think? So, the original Predator is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, so I was delighted to see a sequel, well, this is a prequel, but to see a, another entry in this franchise that was actually good, because there were three really bad ones in between this. So I, I, was, I was really over-the-top excited for this, because once I saw it was getting uh, good reviews, I was like, eh. You know, I'm going to temper my expectations still. This this franchise has let me down so many times, and I really enjoyed it. I thought this was really good. It has a cool callback to the franchise in it, which I'll talk about later, with a little Easter egg that I thought really tied it up nicely. Um, I think the Predator just versus people was really cool. There were some really gruesome, cool effects that I just really loved, and I, I just adored this movie because it was finally the Predator in a good movie. <laughs> Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think this thing is really excellent. It's in the Predator world, but it's completely its own thing. It's so refreshing to see the fifth entry, again, even regardless of the Alien v. Predator, the fifth entry in a series feeling like a wholly original thing. It takes its time to let the tension build up. I like that. There's a lot of violence in this, but it doesn't feel tired. And the camera doesn't feel the need to show you every ounce of gore. Sometimes it cuts away, but the violence is still effective so that when you get those gory moments, it's much more uh, effective. It looked really fantastic. It sounded great. They really used noise to advance the story, which totally makes sense when you're fighting an invisible enemy. First half, I think, is a bit stronger than the second half. So there's, I don't want to say a loss of enthusiasm, but just like a slight dip from sort of the first 45 to the last. I had one issue with the action, which ultimately didn't bother me too much. 
and I'm not going to get it into it right away. And it is a, a move, an issue that a lot of action movies have. Um, but disregard that. This movie is really exciting. It's a really awesome time. Matt, as you mentioned, uh, Amber Mid-Thunder as Naru, she was very believable as this resourceful fighter. She was also uh, very practiced in medicine. And I like that her character, you know, facing doubt and also facing the fear of this completely unknown creature, just never lost the composure, never backed down, but still remained human throughout the whole thing. Um, and I just want to say, uh, usually we, we wait a little bit later to for a spoiler warning. I'm just going to give it now because we're going to talk about the specific scenes. We're not going to talk about the end right away or anything like that. But if you don't want to know anything about what happens in this movie, this is the warning right now. Spoiler warning. If you have not seen the following movie, please go watch that movie and come back or accept the consequences. Also, uh, I don't know if you guys knew, but they did an all Comanche dub on this. So if you go on Hulu and you want to watch it in Comanche, uh, you can certainly do that, which I, I think is really awesome. I also loved the dynamic between Naru and Tabe, her brother, who's played by Dakota Beavers. Um, they had, you could tell they had this mutual respect and this love for each other. But there was also this thing where she's trying to prove herself as a hunter. And he, he was the one who recognized that she has skills, but it's like she's still her protective brother. She's still kind of almost succeeding all the time. So I really liked how they there was character there without the whole conflict of the movie having to revolve around the Predator, if that makes sense. Like I said, being filled with other conflict, she was not accepted as a hunter. We have the skinned bison. We have her being stuck in this mud pit. And then we have the angry bear chase. I thought what I loved about that whole kind of sequence is that the tension built and built and built until this moment with the bear, which I will say the bear was like the one animal that didn't like 100% sell me. Yeah, there were a couple shots where it looked really bad. And it was that was okay because they they were pretty smart in that they didn't like linger on the animals too much. Um, and it, it was also fine because then we just see it like rolling around with the predator. I love that moment when the predator finally comes in um, and it's slashing at the bear, wrestling with the bear. Uh, I, I just thought that was excellent. And like I said before. Um, what I love early is that the Predator, there's a lot of restraint early on in that we only see the Predator kind of descending to Earth. You know, he he's not he, it is in that ship. And then it's observing all these other Predators and destroying them. And it just leaves this central question hanging in the air of like, okay, seems that there's going to be a new top dog in town. So where are humans going to factor into the situation? Who is going to end up at the top of the food chain, which I really like? Um, did you guys have a favorite sort of early scene in the movie? I don't know how, I don't know if you consider this an early scene, but when the Predator finally encounters the group of humans for the first time, I mean, all the animal stuff was really interesting. But then that first real confrontation with like the search party and the Predator... Oh, yeah, with um, the, the young men, her fellow hunters that were coming to save her, save her, quote-unquote, even though she didn't want to be saved. Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought that was really good. Um, Tyler, were you down with the action in this movie? Did it work for you? I think it did work. I think my main complaint, though, were some scenes were too dark. Where like I literally rewinded it to just be like, "What happened there?" Like I missed something. So I, I do give it that. And the camera was a little too shaky. Keep the camera centered. Action movies just do it. <laughs> but it wasn't too bad. I did really enjoy the action. I thought the scene, which we're spoiling, right? I mean, it's kind of a spoiler. Yeah, we're in when he fights the French uh, like trappers. That was that was an awesome scene. Like that that was badass. That the predator was just tearing through him. That was cool. Speaking of the French trappers, I did love the subversion of expectation, especially with like the buffalo, because I believe yeah, that was cool. the way they sort of sprung them into the story like that, and especially when the predator had skinned the snake earlier in the movie, you're yep. thinking, oh, you know, the predator must have done the buffalo too. Mm-hmm. I think that was a genius idea, to show the snake being skinned. And then you see the, the buffalo being skinned, or the skinned buffalo, and just like, wow, that's horrible. Like, that, that what a monster would do that. And then it just ends up being people that did it. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Like, I, uh, I, I thought it was very interesting the way they just kind of, like, you know, you, you're halfway through the movie, you're thinking, you know, tribal people versus predator. And then you get this third antagonistic party of like the French, the Frenchman, you know. Just, just adds to the, the chaos and just the conflict, and I think it just did a really good job of that. Yeah, the really excellent layering of external conflicts. Um, again, not not just all centered around this one thing. So it didn't feel like one dragged out bit. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that massacre was good too. That was kind of the moment where they went full-fledged into the gore, and I thought it was much more effective. Also, they really leaned into the bit of the Predator doesn't kill what isn't perceived as a threat, which I, I really like that aspect of it. I do have one question. Maybe I just missed something. When Nauru is standing behind the tree and the Predator is going after that translator from the French group, why can't the Predator see her behind the tree? Yeah, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I think that's just a, a uh, like a plot hole that they missed because, yeah, it should pick up her heat signature even behind the tree. Yeah, I didn't know if it... Because I know that she had used that herb to, to cool down body temperature and that maybe she had taken it right before then, but I don't know. That was a question. And the only... I'll say it now. The one kind of issue that I had with this is that it does that thing where the Predator massacres dozens of people in a matter of a minute and like is indiscriminate is just like yeah 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 like somebody will lift a fingernail and uh, off comes their head and then it does that thing where once he is squared up with our protagonist then he's like he's checking her out he's sizing her up he's like, oh, i'm gonna take my time with this one and i'm like come on I, I feel like that's done in all the Predator movies. Like, they all come down to, like, they slaughtered everybody. Now this one person's just gonna have, like, a prolonged fight against them. Yeah, like, it even does it with the dog. Like, when the dog's running towards it, it's like, oh, what's, what's this thing? I don't, like, I don't, I just, even though, I even though it, it just killed a wolf in the, earlier in the movie. Right, without thinking about it Which is basically the same all. thing. Which, again, it didn't bother me, and it didn't ruin the movie uh, or anything. It's just, I, I see that 
quite a bit in action movies. Way and, too much. And this movie is is an offender of it. It's, I won't even say unfortunately because it's fine, but I, it, it was one thing I did notice. I mean, it's it's the Predator's version of giving his final monologue before the final confrontation. Yes. But it can't yes. speak, so. Very much so. And Which listen, <laughs> Naru, they do a lot of convincing, and it works to show us that she's a very inventive, resourceful hunter. Her training with the axe that has the rope attached to it, very cool stuff. But her skills would have seemed even more impressive if the Predator had been on its A-game the whole time instead of it was just like, oh, I think I'm just going to pause here just because. <laughs> I'm I'm just glad that the dog didn't die. As soon as they introduced the dog, I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was happy about that, too, especially I'd seen some article headline about the dog, and I'm like, oh, God. Here we go. But unfortunately, we won't have to mention him. Or fortunately, we won't have to mention him at the end of the year for our memoriam for non-human pals. <laughs> uh, the music. I wanted to mention the music by Sarah Schachner. It was really beautiful kind of transition between there would be these beautiful strings that showed the natural world. And that was another thing the movie did. Did a great job of showing the beauty and the cruelty of the natural world really kept you on your toes the whole time uh the music is these beautiful strings when we're kind of in peaceful and then this really really propulsive percussion that was going on that really stood out to me and then we get the ending where naru lures the predator with that one kind of like the most evil french guy who is who is pretty (laughs) cruel which, you know, it, it worked as an act of revenge and it worked as a way to get the Predator there. Then she uses, you know, the, the Predator's uh, sniper sight lines. Is there a name for that? Am I missing? I don't think so. It's, targeting system? It's targeting system. It's sniper sight lights. Did uh, it? Am I, forget, I might be misremembering here. I might be misremembering here, but did it have a different helmet in this one than it has in yes, past movies? Yes, very much very much i was gonna mention that in a little bit i'll talk about that yeah go talk on it now okay so one thing i did really like about this movie is that it showed the i thought it was just gonna be like the same predator we saw in like the 87 film but it it was a more primitive obviously way more advanced than humans but it still had the more primitive mask whereas like the whole metal thing it was more like a bone almost kind of mask the shield was a little more primitive than the like the regular shield the predators have in like the modern day movies um and also the targeting system instead of having the shoulder mounted cannon he had like the the arrows which i thought was cool because as much as i would love to have seen the iconic predator like weapons like the um i think it's called the ion cannon um it was cool to just kind of see that they also advanced in the 200 300 years after like that moment as humans did what do you think they do with the severed head that is like oozing green goo? What do you do with that? Pickle it? <laughs> yeah, you just kind of cook it. Yeah, no, you, you set it outside your um, your community. You set it like at the edge of your your town or your tribal setup as a message to the next predator that comes by so you don't mess with us like they did gonna, in The I'm Walking gonna... Dead. <laughs> I'm gonna spoil this here, so we're in spoilers. 
that clearly doesn't work because in Predator 2, the Predator at the end gives a... This is a spoiler for Predator 2. Gives Donald Glover's character... Not Donald Glover, Danny Glover. <laughs> yeah. Gives gives Danny Glover's character Fetus the flintlock. She he gives him um, the flintlock. Uh, Raphael Adelini's flintlock, the same inscription that they showed in the movie. Which I was like, when they first showed the flintlock, I'm like, oh, that's got to be the one from Predator Two, and it is. So they clearly must have came back and killed them because they have that as a spoil of their first hunt in the mm. end of the second movie. So. Those Comanches aren't lasting much longer, apparently. <laughs> what I liked about that is even if you didn't know that, didn't affect the movie at all. Yeah, no, I yeah. just think it was a cool Easter egg. Yeah, that's it how, was. If that's how fans, Easter eggs cool. ought to be done. Yeah, but if it doesn't, you know, this this was its own thing. And apparently there are plans for more. I, I, I'm kind of mixed on this. Not about more. I mean, I just hope that they learn their own lesson and don't just, like, keep going back to the same bucket and now naru and her people just face like 10 predators or whatever i'm not saying that wouldn't be good but i i just i don't know good maybe go somewhere out there's plenty of possibilities time periods whatever you know i was gonna just say you know they could make the predator series like the assassin's creed series and just have one from like every decade in history in a different country series no, like, like just like plot wise. No, but like the Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, the game okay, series. I'm, no, I'm not not the film. Not oh god, like not the, the film. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, give me a Wild West Predator, and I, I will adore. <laughs> just give me you just that. got a cowboy hat on. <laughs> well, I don't think he's a cowboy, but the rest like is it could be like cowboys and aliens, but cowboys and predators. <laughs> Do you think that if they took that script? To Clint Eastwood's desk, that he would say yes. Yeah, he'd probably be the one at the end that like kills the predator, <laughs> like a ninety-year-old man. <laughs> hey, the last survivor. <laughs> you guys have any final thoughts on Prey? Go see it. Check it out if you got Hulu. I feel like everybody has to have Hulu. I mean, it's hardly anything that it isn't included with at this point. Um. But if not, it's 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 worth the trial subscription. It it, it was really good. I really I just wish it would have been in theaters because I would have I would have definitely liked to see that on a big screen. Yeah, that was my big gripe. It, nothing to do with the movie, but it's one of the year's best action movies. So you know, I I would want to like to see it up on the theater. And it was I didn't find myself distracted while watching it at home or anything, but you could get a, a lot more lost in this thing in the theater. Um, but there are various complications that go into these things. See, I wasn't as distracted by it at first on like my TV, but then the Cinemark guy came in and he's like, you're watching a, a thrilling Predator film on a screen this big? <laughs> it's better when it's cinematic. <laughs> I was like, aww. <laughs> We haven't gotten that the last few times, which has been nice. I got that at Vengeance, actually. Yeah, so did I. Train, so. You want to you wanna watch a murder mystery that might not be a murder mystery on a screen this big? Well, uh, mine was like, would you like an assassin adventure? I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> they, they, they're trying to sell you on Assassin's Creed, the next movie. Oh, God, no, please. But this movie did 
in the credit scene show like a cave painting of three predator ships landing. So I'm guessing the sequel is going to be more predators. Hmm. <laughs> it's too many predators. <laughs> Oops, I, all predators. <laughs> it's fine. I don't. It's unnecessary. One because we already know that more predators come to Earth. And two, if you're going to make a sequel, we'll know it when you make it. I don't... I'm just tired of the post Yeah, but you could, you could throw in an even worse Easter egg. Like, you could make them, like, realize, like, this... The Comanche Warriors bloodline leads to Adrian Brody. Yeah, I... But what if, what if the next one involves the Predators landing in Haddonfield, Illinois? <laughs> Halloween start... versus Predator? <laughs> they just start chanting, evil dies tonight. Yeah, and Sigourney Reaver is Ridley comes visits the town also we have alien v michael v predator i'd watch that in a oh yeah give it to me now you hear that hollywood executives <laughs> michael <laughs> michael would be like standing on a street corner then they would cut to like a spaceship and he would be there two seconds later, and you'd be like, how did he get on a spaceship? But he can transport. Yeah, he'd be stabbing the Predator in the back. Yeah. Like, get there. <laughs> Alright, well, that's all we have for Prey. Stay tuned for our main episode this week. We'll see you guys next time. Silver Screen Savers podcast was co-created, written, hosted, and produced by Michael Gallant, Tyler Sukkis, and Matt Sturdivant. With additional editing by Matt Sturdivant. Intro music by Charles Michelle via Pixabay. Logo design by Nathan Seidel.